Hello, my buds, my pals, new friends, old friends, maybe a few enemies. I'm Trisha Black, and this is my podcast, One More Round. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and you're in luck because this is the very first episode of this podcast. The first, the inaugural, the premiere, and I am so very grateful that you have decided to come along for the ride with me. For those who don't know me, I'm an actor, comedian, and songwriter. I'm an East Coast queer living in the big city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And on this show, I will sit down with a variety of guests from entertainment to comedy, music, politics, as we have a drink or two, as we converse about their life, their careers, their hopes and dreams and the things they love and the things they hate. And of course, in there, there will be a bunch of silly bits because there must. The feel of this pod is very much like an East Coast kitchen party. That is something I love and I miss so, so much. I miss just gathering around with a group of people in a tiny kitchen. All the instruments are out and and we're jamming out Barrett's Privateers or Great Big C or Tom Hetty. Tom Hetty? <laughs> Sounds like a character from Road to Avonlea. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> Tom Petty is who I wanted to say, or a heart until the wee hours of the morning, just sitting with a drink and having a really, really nice time. And that's what I want this to feel like. So it feels like a kitchen party, except, you know, picture this studio as the kitchen and the conversation is the party. But I am so excited that you're here. You're here. You're here. I'm here. We're all here. I've always wanted to just really connect with people, connect with an audience, be able to talk to some really interesting folk who inspire me or just people that I love and I want the world to know more about. And today is no different. My first guest is my very dear friend. We've known each other for a decade now. Uh, Tom Hearn. He is a comedian, actor, producer, and very gay. He's very gay and we love him for it. And we will get to know more about him in a bit. It was just a joy to sit down and chat with my good friend, and I thought, who better for the first pod to get to know than him? Because we have so many amazing stories together, and we just chit-chat and gab the day away, but it's fun. You know, we're going to talk about what it was like to grow up in New Brunswick, what it was like to grow up gay in New Brunswick, Britney Spears. Sometimes it'll sound like an ad, but it's not yet maybe and i'll ask him some hard hitting and silly questions we'll talk about that time we got robbed who did it and of course about the parties we used to throw lord we threw parties <laughs> it was such a blast to talk and have a drink with my friend especially right now during these quarantine times when you know you can't really see your friends we're all in our little tiny bubbles and i'm very lucky because i have a wonderful girlfriend hi jill who i get to spend my time with and my sweet dog maggie because they are both in my bubble and I've done, uh, I've done a couple social distance hangs here and there, but I don't know if I'm quite ready yet uh, for what's for all the phases that are coming out. I don't know how everybody else out there is feeling about things opening up. And here in Toronto, just so folks know, uh, we just entered phase two, which sounds like we're all becoming werewolves or on a spaceship headed to Mars. Phase two, uh, which just basically means that places like malls are open and patios. So it's, you know, it's still a little bit scary. It's a little worrisome walking around, you know, seeing people, one, without masks. Like, come on, wear a mask. It's easy. They're fashionable now. The other day I saw someone wearing a Golden Girls mask and I was like, I want that. Someone, uh, I saw someone with a mask that had like a little mustache on it. And I laughed and I said, get me that mask. <laughs> also, do we... 
do we really trust bars to be cleaning our glasses properly? As someone who's worked in food and beverage for many a year, sometimes they don't come out the most clean. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I'm in terms of that, you know, I'm I'm going at my own pace. On the weekend, my girlfriend and I rented a canoe and we went canoeing down the Humber River here in Toronto. And it was so beautiful. You know, the mix of nature and city coming together. And it was just so, so peaceful, except when I thought the boat was going to tip and I panicked and then realized it was only a foot of water. So, <laughs> but uh, that was lovely. And, you know, we've been going out for lots of hikes too, like really getting in touch uh, with nature, which is really needed when you're kind of quarantining in a, a large city. So we've been trying to explore all the hiking trails in Ontario and they're so tranquil and peaceful and lovely and you should check them out. Some places that we've been are Mono Cliffs. Uh, we went to the uh, Frenchman's Water uh, water Path, which was lovely. Um, and we went to Alora, which was amazing and had I, I picked up some Alora beer, which was really nice. Uh, you know, and also we're, we're thinking about getting bikes. So if you know of a good bike, please let me know. I used to love riding a bike, you know, the breeze on your face. When I was a kid, I would pretend I was riding my bike and that when, while I was riding my bike, that was in the movie um, E.T., you know, and like the, the bad guys are chasing you and you have to eat, get E.T. to safety. And oh, that was fun. That was a fun time. <laughs> I love E.T. It's one of my favorite movies. And speaking of my favorite things, I think it's time now that I stop gabbing away on my own and we meet Mr. Tom Hearn. So let's go to that interview now. He is a Canadian Comedy Award winning actor and comedian. He is the creator of the Sold Out Proud and Funny Festival, the Sold Out 420 Festival, and the award winning Off JFL sketch review that I was honored to be a part of and not biased in any way, but was, in my opinion, the very best all queer sketch review extravaganza, eleganza. He recently toured his five star solo show, Slang, across Canada. He's the tea to my tea. We're here all week. Please welcome. Tom Hearn! We're here all week. <laughs> We're here all week. It's true. Tom, thank you so much for being here. I really oh appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Trish. I'm so excited to be the first. I know, my first guest. I wouldn't have it any other way. We froze there a bit, but that's okay because we're in quarantine and that is going to happen. Uh, everything's it's over the, the internet. World. It's the new world. Everything's over the internet, and uh, my internet has been not great lately. And I go, you know what? It is. It is not. I don't want to pay for this right now. <laughs> no, I don't want to pay for it either. I've been having the same issues on my on my internet. So it's I like, know. hey, Mister Big Box Internet Man, listen up. Listen we need up. you to work for us. We need so you to work, to work for us. What is going on? Send me a yes. new router for free because this has been going on for two weeks. And I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are. <laughs> tech savvy. Yeah. Tech. Oh, you said it. Uh, you said yeah, it I out loud. Names. You name yeah. names, Tom. Coming for the throat. I. Yeah, right for the jugular. Right for the jugular. Right out the gate. First two seconds of this podcast, I'm naming names. Uh, I'm good, Trish. Yeah, you're good. What have you been up to? Oh, I've been walking the dog. I've been eating a lot of bananas. That's a choice. That's a new thing for me. Yeah. Potassium. Uh, get some potassium in there. So yeah, bananas are a really big part of my day now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you chose bananas and I, I don't judge you whatsoever. I'm an apple gal. I'm an apple. Oh, I actually have are? one. I have one right here. 
I was, I literally was going to say, I picture you as a Granny Smith gal. I am a Granny Smith gal. People on the podcast can't see this, but this is a thumbs up. This is a thumbs up. Unless you're watching the visual podcast, which you can, I guess I'll plug it now. It's on the YouTube channel. Just look up Trisha Black Ooh. one more round and you can see our actual expressions. <laughs> Why not do both? Tom's wearing a Britney Spears uh, shirt because he loves Britney Spears and don't we all? We all do. We all do. We I think to. my favorite video of Britney Spears was is that one where the the guy just happens to call out, "Who is it?" And she <laughs> looks right in like she's like performing like out like this, and then she's immediately like, "It's Britney, bitch," which yes, I, love, I love. I love. I love. I love. Um, Tom, where are you at in the world right now? I mean, I know we're in Toronto, both of us, uh, but where in yeah. the city are you? Kind of staying there, Ooh. quarantining right now? Like, are you? Have you been anywhere else? So I have actually been, I'm really scared of COVID. Uh, yeah. I, hey, podcast listeners, listen up. I get sick really easily. So uh, that's been a problem of mine for years that I've been dealing with. So I'm actually really <laughs> scared of getting COVID. So I have literally not been, oh my gosh, you can tell I'm from New Brunswick. I said been. Uh, I have not been <laughs> past. Uh, Say been. <laughs> been, yeah. Wellesley. So I haven't been west of Wellesley and I haven't mm-hmm. been east of Parliament since okay. all of this started. I've, I have not gone into the grocery store. Thank God for my partner. God. Thanks, God. Uh, <laughs> God, if God, if you're out there and if you exist, uh, thank God you haven't gone to the uh, grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been pretty well staying in this area. I just walk Regis on the same like block um, every day. I'm taking out my Manila folder to get a little bit of a fan going on here. It's hot. Um, so I'm in Cabbage Town. Okay. Living so for those London. for those people who maybe be listening that aren't from Toronto, that's kind of like on the east side of Toronto, like midway, like like almost right on the cusp of west and east, right? Like, well, that's that's the thing is people always are like, oh, you live so east. I'm like, I live on the I live on the downtown side of the DVP. I don't consider yeah. anything east until you go on the other side of the DVP. Uh, you're just east of uh, <laughs> Church Street, right? Yeah. So I'm right in the village. Right in the village, right in the pocket where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, this is a show, as we, uh, as I've let listeners know, where I have a, a lovely conversation with somebody, but over drinks, because uh, I'm from the East Coast, and that's how I like to do it. Whether people like to have a beer, a wine, a spirit, a coffee, a Coke, whatever you prefer, or a PC Coca-Cola, so we don't uh, name. <laughs> this is not an ad for Coke. <laughs> I'm a Pepsi gal yeah. myself, to be honest. Me too. <laughs> yes. So is Brit. So is Brit. You got to love, oh, Pepsi. Mm. Just because it's mm. got that citric acid in it, you know? It's got that citric acid that makes it better. And this is an advertisement for Pepsi. And this is an advertisement <laughs> for Pepsi. Pepsi, please yeah. give us money. <laughs> please. Uh, please. So, Tom, what are you drinking today? Okay, well, I have two drinks sitting next to me that I'm very excited about. It's July 1st, so it's like, it's summer's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to decide between, should I have a twisted tea? Or should I have um, a Mike's Hard Black Cherry Lemonade? <laughs> and I think if you could put me in a drink, it would probably be this drink. I completely agree. Also, it's a little tiny. It's a little daddy. It's a stubby. <laughs> it's a little stubby yeah. daddy. <laughs> 
So, and this is not an advertisement for Mark's Hard, Mark's Hard Lemonade, but uh, my, Mark's, uh, Mark's, why am I saying Mark's? Mark's Work Warehouse. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a lesbian, so I'm like, Mark's Work Warehouse, also give me funding. <laughs> give me funding, give me boots, and give me denim. <laughs> I'll take it all from you. You are, <laughs> you are a Mike's, <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. Black cherry. Black um, cherry. So I think I'm going to start with the black cherry. I think you should start with the black cherry. And for me, I'm drinking. And Tom, you're going to get really excited about what I show you here in a second. What is it? Here is what I am drinking. I have a nice bowl on ice of moose. Well, and as we call on the East Coast, moose green. Moose green. Everyone here, you can probably hear the ice clinking, which is nice. But it's moose head lager. That looks so good. Yeah. I also just want to put the ice on in my body because I'm so hot. <laughs> I know. It's, I feel you there. It's so um, heated right now. Uh, but uh, I feel like on the East Coast, this is what we used to drink all of the time. It is it's, what we would used to drink. Where, so I'm going to crack one open. Are you going to crack your Mike's heart? I know. Get it on. Okay, here we go. Boom. Oh, no, Ooh. I don't think anyone can see it. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think anyone can, can see hear it. it. I could hear it. Yeah. Fizzing. Mine's fizzing too. Uh, yeah. You, I don't know if you can see it, but there was like steam coming off of the bottle. Ooh, that means it's fresh. Cool. Look at this color. Like that's, that's beautiful. Again, this is not an know. advertisement. It's not an advertisement, but we, um, we're here and we love it. <laughs> so Tom. I can't wait. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. Let's have a sip. You know, we got to knock the ghosts out. Okay. That tastes good. It's delicious. Like I refreshing. didn't know what it tastes like. I know. Oh, that tastes. <laughs> I've never had this now. Before. That's full. That's chock full of tastes and flavors. Uh, <laughs> that's a, wow. That's a full-bodied Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> Ooh. Now this is um, this is from the year 2020. It was literally just made. Um. So that's how you know it's good. What are the tasting notes? Um. I'm getting a lot of fruit. Uh. I'm getting lots of tannins. Uh, and when I swirl it around in my mouth, I'm getting drunk. Nice. Also, as we cheer, let's cheers again, uh, because just the other day, and like I said, we were recording this July 1st, uh, but it was the pride. It was pride. So cheers Woo! to pride. Woo. Cheers. cheers to pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. We love pride. We love pride. And this year was the first virtual pride. Yeah. It was the first. Did you watch any of the pride events? I did. I watched a few. Well, you know me. I love any drag artist. Um, mm -hmm. So I watched uh, a couple of the drag shows put on by Pride Toronto. Uh, I, I caught the Drag King show and Fun. oh my God, these drag kings don't get the credit that they deserve because they're so amazing. Mm -hmm. I love working with drag kings. Hey, shout out to New Brunswick, Justin Too Deep in St. John, nice. New Brunswick. Amazing drag That's artist. A great name. Um, That's a great drag name. It's one of my all, it's in my like top five drag names. I love it so much. There's a part um, of me that wants them to have a, a partner that is a drag queen named Kelly. So it can be Justin Too Deep and Kelly. <laughs> like, remember Justin, isn't it from Justin <laughs> to Kelly? Is that what it is? Yeah. Was that the movie with, Ju with Justin, what's his name? Gorino? Justin Gor yeah, The runner up. The runner up. Yeah. And Kelly Clarkson. I just call him the runner up. Yeah, that's what. They, 
How do we, because we, who knows who that guy is? Because Kelly no. is Kelly Clarkson. Bow down to Kelly's Kelly Clarkson. Kelly. Everyone's Kelly. going to bow down to her. I love Kelly. I don't know why I just thought that would be funny, but sp- yeah. speak to the dra- the show that you were watching. Yeah. So I was just watching, I caught the show with some drag kings on it. It was, um, I think it was put on by Zachy Lime, but I'm not sure. So I don't want to, but shout out to them as well. Uh, but it was a great show. It featured so many awesome drag kings. And then also I saw a few um, uh, drag drag shows that had queens on it and gender uh, gender performers. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing for me when it comes to pride. Like I love, I love and respect the art that is drag so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of, that was tough for me. Cause like, I'm not a big, like, I don't really, I don't go down to the parade because the one year that I went, like the first year that I moved here, like I got in a huge fight with like this Christian guy mm. um, who was yelling at me on the road. And you know me, I can't, I, 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 I'm an engager. Mm-hmm. I engage in people on the street screaming yes. slurs at me. Um, so I got in a big fight with that person. And so I just like the parade I never really dug, but I like going out and dancing and watching shows. So that was really tough this year, not being able to do that. Um, but I kind of did it at home. I threw on my heels, threw on a bit of a face, Ooh. watched these shows, threw it up on the Chromecast, had a good time. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm also not somebody who loves to go to the parade and not because I don't want to like be prideful and celebrate, but because honestly I can't do crowds. I really can't. I get it's so huge. anxious. Yeah. It's huge. I did it one year um, when Vicky Licks, who is an amazing drag queen in the community, she, uh, she was walking in the parade. And so she had her like posse behind her and I was one of them, which I felt very lucky to like actually walk in the parade. Oh, you walked in the parade? I walked in the parade, which was like really fun. fun, And it was amazing. And it was, the energy was just, it made me feel so like loved uh, Mm. by people I didn't know. Like the, the energy truly was hot and on, and it was freaking amazing. Um, So being able to do that was nice because then I didn't have to be around like in the crowd. So, Tom, we both grew up in New Brunswick. That's where we met. Yes. <laughs> we met at Mount Allison University. We did. I wasn't but, in Mount Allison. I was. I had just, I had no. already graduated, but I was back living in Sackville. Yeah, you were just, you were around and like, I just found you. But the thing I think is so fun because we are from New Brunswick, we didn't just go there for school, is we literally grew up like 15 minutes away from each other. Yeah. Driving, up, not walking. Driving, but. not walking. Absolutely not. We couldn't. Yeah, no, no, no. You couldn't. I don't want to walk through New Widget Walk. No way. Uh, but yeah, you grew <laughs> up in you grew up in Hampton and I grew up in Quis Pam Sis. Uh, I'll repeat Quis that Pam again. Quis Pam Sis. Quis Pam Sis. I believe it means little lakes or something like that. That that word. Then even it's like even further than that, because where your parents live now in Cambridge Narrows, my grandparents and my mom and like where my family has our what we call our camp, Ontario people listening, our cottage. Yes. Uh, we would we would go to Cambridge Narrows where mm-hmm. go to Nan's. That's the only place you can go to get liquor, fireworks and mm-hmm. maybe something at the takeout. And we would drive there. And like that's literally I could walk to your parents' house just across the bridge and we're right there. So like, that's how close we've been in proximity. 
I know. our whole lives. It was like destined to, we were destined to meet, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it, and like, if you really, like, you just describing that right now to me makes me go, yeah, that is wild that even through our younger years, we probably may have run into each other at some point in time. 100%. And like, like absolutely. And, and you're uh, a bit younger than me. I'm a bit older. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I think that I also believe that we met at a time when I think we were, like I said, destined to meet because even though I was older, you and I were both figuring ourselves out. And what I love yep. about our, our friendship, too, is we we came out together. Yeah, we were just talking about this the other day, how we were like <laughs> in like. Oh, I'm going to use a quote from our, our favorite show, Golden Girls. Picture it. Uh, yes. Waterfowl Park, Sackville, New Brunswick, 2011. Yeah, I would say. Trisha Black and I are living in like an apartment. Uh, no, in a, in a house. Yeah. That we called Main Street Pub because we had parties every Friday and Saturday. We and I remember us walking, big partiers, uh, walking through the Waterfowl Park one day and us just like looking at each other and be like, we're gay? Yeah, we're gay. (laughs) (laughs) Just so simple. And that was it. And then we just kept going on about our day and then didn't come out for another year after that. Yeah, we just kind of like, yeah, just hung out a little bit. Yeah, that's totally true. That is, we, yeah, I forgot about that. We were like, yeah, we're gay. And then we're like, well, what if we just be secretive about it, but not very good at being secretive? Like I had a boyfriend, like there was like next level. We're like, no one knows, like. Like we're walking down the street looking like twins. They're like, those people are gay. <laughs> those are gay twins. Those are gay yes. twins. That summer, I think, was the last summer that I, like, in quotation marks, dated a man. Or, like... Well, I re- I remember. <laughs> and we're going to skip over that for now because what a time in our lives. Did but I name names? Please no. don't. <laughs> well, we're not going to name names on that one today. Uh, no. But I think, I, I mean, I obviously think I needed to do it as a way to be like, this isn't right for me. <laughs> and it wasn't. And, well, and- totally. I think that we both kind of had that same journey of like, like I had a girlfriend up until like, I think we stopped dating in like almost 2012, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a boyfriend at the same time, but... <laughs> You cheeky little minx. I wasn't uh, cheating on anyone. I will I will make that clear. <laughs> but, yes, you you were very yeah. communicative and open about everything. So it yeah, was very, and I had a very really mature. Supportive, I had a very supportive girlfriend who was also like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm doing what I want to do. You do what you want to do. And I was like, wow, this is 2012. This is kind of fun. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> what a year. <laughs> what year did you leave Sackville? 2012. Really? I thought like it was 2013. No, September 2012. I think it's when it was I left. Two years. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was two years before I followed you. So Trisha and I, uh, there's a pattern that happens. <laughs> so do you know? Do you know of the pattern? Me? Yeah. I I think I know of the pattern. Do you want me so, to explain it? Or do you want to explain it? <laughs> well, I want. I'm going to explain it, but please jump. Please jump in. I Absolutely. think that there's a pattern for you and I where you do something and then I do it like a couple years later. <laughs> so you move to Toronto. <laughs> I move to Toronto. You get in the Skechersons. I get in the Skechersons. 
you start working at Second City, I start working at Second City. You get this specific agent, I get this specific agent. Like, it's just the same. We're the same person. We are the same person. And anyone who's actually watching the visual pod right now can see that we do look like twins. Yes, absolutely. Which I have to say makes me feel great because, as I said before, I am a bit older than you. Uh, so for people to think we look like twins, I go, thank you. Yeah, it makes me feel a little less great. Uh, no, Sorry. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what made you, well, when you were living in the East Coast, and like I know a lot of this, but for listeners at home, when you were living on the East Coast, what for you... Because I know for me, when I was coming out, it took me so long because, you know, it's it's a small province. New Brunswick is small and, and it's different and it is growing. And I love New Brunswick. I have nothing against it whatsoever because I've watched people grow and I've watched it grow as a province as well. But, you know, growing up in a small town is hard being gay. Everyone I know I went who I went to high school with who moved to Toronto are now out which I find, yeah. which I love. It was, it was like a rite of passage. It was, it was everyone, we moved from Quispamsis, we go to Toronto, we're gay now. <laughs> we're coming out, woo! Yeah. So what, what was it like for you living in Hampton, which is even smaller than Quispamsis? Well, it's very interesting because, so I lived in Calgary as well for 10 years from the mm-hmm. time I was in grade one. So actually I spent... I always say that I grew up in New Brunswick, but, and I said this to Spencer the other day, my husband, for anyone listening to the pod who doesn't know, um, I said, I always forget about Calgary. And it's surprising to me because I lived there from the time I was in kindergarten till grade nine. That's a long time. I mean, I lived in BC for a little bit of that time, but I always say that I think if I had stayed in Calgary, I would have come out in high school. I was really close. I feel it. And then my papa passed away and we moved back to New Brunswick. But when we moved back to New Brunswick, I was like getting close to coming out. And then we moved to a place called Wickham, where I went to school at Belial. So I went from a school that that had 1,200 kids to a school that had 125 kids from grade six to grade 12. And I remember going to that school and I was wearing a pink polo shirt and I was made fun of so bad. So, 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 so bad. So I think I immediately was like, and like sucked everything back that I could until I went to university. And I think it was being in a place that was so like Sackville is kind of like a cute little bubble in New Brunswick. I think like it's, it's so liberal. It's very like, it's, it's, I, I feel it is a little further ahead, or at least in that point was a little further ahead than other places that I'd lived in New Brunswick. I mean, when I was living in Hampton, I worked at a place in St. John um, and my boss was gay. And that was like, for me, like the first adult that I remember being like adult. I mean, I was like 16, 17. So like, it, it's weird to say adult, but <laughs> the first like grown person that I had seen that was like fully gay and like out and successful and living their life. So then to move to Sackville, it was like, it was the only thing keeping me in the closet was myself at that point, if that makes sense. Like I felt safe enough to come out at that school because I met other queer people who are my age, who were like fully out. Like I'm going to name a name here, but like, I think of somebody like Tommy Smith who Mm -hmm. like, I'd never met somebody like, 
Tommy before, like who was like just out and proud and like living their truth. And I was like, whoa, like I'm kind of, I want to be like, I want to just be myself. And like, so I think that was what kind of changed things with seeing other queer people. And that's why representation in media and in what we do mm-hmm. in comedy, live stage performance, that's why that's so important because like, I just never seen myself before. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I was very lucky when I was in middle school and high school, I did know a few people. I played softball. Surprise. <laughs> Um, and that was in musicals surprise surprise Uh, and a lot of the people in that world there were quite a few lesbians who were out I remember this one girl named Digger um, and I I don't know where they are now I don't I I don't know how they represent now but back then they were a lesbian and they were my age Mm -hmm. and I remember it being like a hushed subject like people didn't talk Mm. about that side of Digger a lot, but we all knew. Also, our, what a great name, Digger. That's uh, a great name. And, you know, I think that's the New Brunswick. It. I think that's what New Brunswick is. Like, I have a gay aunt. My dad's sister is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. But I never, it was never spoken about. It was never, like, I don't, like, my family and I don't have, like, especially with our extended family, like, we don't really have a relationship much with them. So like, I never really was around uh, my aunt Rose at all. But like, I remember like hearing my family talk about her and being like, oh yeah, uncle Ross and aunt Carolyn. And like, so hearing that as a queer kid, like sure it was a different time, but it's like just so difficult to hear. And like my family now, if I told them like that stand, like that uncle Ross comment stands out to me so heavy. Mm -hmm like still now as an adult. So I'm like, how much of that did I bury down as a kid? Cause like, I've always known that I was different. Like from the time that Sailor Moon was on and I was like in my living room being like putting a pen on my head and like transforming as well. Like, I think that's the New Brunswick way is just kind of like not talk about something, compartmentalize it and move it away. I agree with you. I think compartmentalize is a great word to use. I also feel like, New Brunswick is a very Christian province. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, my you family's know, Pentecostal. So I'm oh. Catholic. <laughs> so, and when you're raised, like you have that Catholic, it's, you know, you, you don't speak so much about things, even though it's, you're probably like a lot of people are probably fine with everything. It's just, people don't talk about it. Um, so I know for me, like when I was in high school, I was like, for sure knew I was different. I for sure. What was your, what was your, um, like, sorry, what was your first like TV crush where you were, where you thought I'm different. I I like, I'm attracted to this man. Okay. Do you know yours? Because I have to think like it takes, I actually don't know. Mine is embarrassing. And I had so many from the time I was probably 10 until now I had so many crushes on every show. I had one crush on a woman, yes. <laughs> but the first one, and it is, I don't even know if people are going to know what the heck this show is. I think it was on global or CTV. We only had three channels growing up and it was a show called border town. And now what border town was, 
was a town in like the old Western times. And it was on the border of Canada and the U.S. So it was about a U.S. Marshal and an RCMP officer trying to like control like what was going on on the border. And there was a woman on it. And I had a huge crush on her. She was like blonde. And then I went back a couple of years ago and looked uh, looked her up and I was like, what? <laughs> How did I, what in my 10 year old brain was like, got a crush on that woman. <laughs> I love that. And like the most Canadian crush too, border town. <laughs> border town. I think for me, I can't remember his name. That's what's driving me crazy. Cause I know who it is. What so, show? ER. Uh, oh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh, right it must here. be. Greg Pratt. Oh, I was like, it must yes. be Mackay Pfeiffer because yes. he's so Greg attractive. Pratt. Greg Pratt. Very, very nice. You love uh, your- Yeah, he's so hot. You love yeah. your your medical dramas. <laughs> I do. I love, I love ER. I love Grey's Anatomy. I love a show called Code Black that got canceled. Uh, makes me so mad. Marsha Gay Harden was amazing in it. Uh yeah, no, I love a medical drama, but I remember he in like I think it was his his second season on the show. Mm-hmm. Um he was one of the first doctors on cuz ER didn't really do this. He was shirtless. Oh. And he was Oh. jacked and stacked and packed in all the right places and yeah, that and like yeah. Sorry. I just was thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not thinking about the girl from border town. Bless. <laughs> well, I haven't thought of Dr. Pratt in a long time. <laughs> so, I know you're getting, you're getting all heated. Uh, it, I gotta get, I gotta get my manila folder out. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a huge crush on, and this would have been probably more high school, but Raven Simone. And I'll tell you, Raven just got married to a beautiful Mm. woman uh, and their wedding photos are gorgeous. And I had the biggest crush on Raven because I always thought that she was queer. Watching the show Mm -hmm. as a little queer, like high school gal who didn't know like what was going on or how I was feeling. I always knew I was different. And watching Raven, I was like, I think that she doesn't want to really be with Devon. And I think she wants to be with me. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I, I Raven... was the teen psychic. You were. Ooh, that's so Trisha. She's a psychic. It's a lesbian future she can see. <laughs> <laughs> Raven's gay um, for me. Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved that show so much. Um, yeah, I can't, I'm literally like trying to think of another person. And the only person I can think of is Greg Pratt now. Uh, yeah, (laughs) he's, he's good. He's good. I almost spilt my, my hard lemonade. lemonade. (laughs) This is not an ad. I'm feeling a little drunk. I feel like you and I used to have big parties. Yes. But I think we'd have two levels of parties for sure. We had the ones at our house, mm-hmm. but Moose Green makes me think of how we used to stay at Live Bait until like, I mean, I'm not scared to say it now, but we would stay there until like 4.30 in the morning and just like go into that binder and be like, 
tally mark, tally mark for every beer we drank that only cost us like a dollar twenty-five. And I remember like it would just be huge groups of people, of all people who work in live bait, or we all worked together, yes. or musicians or actors. And we would just like stay there and play music and sing and drink beer. Like my first beer, because I never drank beer really was at those live bait things. And I remember I was obsessed with drinking Canadian. Woof. Like, ugh. ugh. So yeah, those were huge parties. And then the parties we'd have at our house mm-hmm. were just like packed wall to wall. Like the time the people came in from Moncton from the dinner theater and yeah. we just had like this huge jam at our house. Like, yeah, we brought all uh, of the instruments. We played until the wee mm-hmm. hours of the morning. And I think that's such an East Coast specific way to party. I think, I don't think I've had that experience here in Toronto, except when like East coast friends have come to the city or when they moved here and we have parties at our house or at their house or here. And we just, we drink, we eat good food and we jam until the wee hours of the morning. And it is the best time. I'm so sad that we don't do that as much here in Toronto. We don't have kitchen parties. And I feel like part of the reason is probably because a lot of people live in giant condominiums. Condominiums? Condominiums? Condominiums. You screwed up the... You screwed up the one ad we you actually have. You are sponsored by condominiums. I'm sponsored by all of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I think that's part of the problem is, is that a lot of... On the East Coast, we have the luxury of often renting way cheaper apartments, but also apartments that are full houses or that you all live in together so that you don't have to worry about a neighbor. And I that is something that I truly, truly miss about East Coast. Yeah. Well, uh, Main Street Pub, Trish, our rent was $350. $350. Like each. Each, yes. But for a three-bedroom full house, 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 a three-bedroom home. With a murder basement. With a murder basement. There was, a, there was down in the basement, there was a old wine cellar that, remember, that had bathroom. a chair and a bathroom. But in the <gasps> yes, wine cellar- I forgot about the- <laughs> When we first rented this place, because I had known it, I had stayed, it was an actor house a couple summers before with Live Bait. And I remember I didn't know about this room until we moved in and we went down exploring and I was like, what is this tiny little door? And we opened it and there's just one light that you click on and it's an old wine cellar and you walk in and you turn to the right and there is just sitting there an old timey, one old timey chair. And it was and the a creepiest. And a magazine. And I go, what the hell happened in here? And correct me if I'm wrong, the light turned on from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it did. And that is weird. And we also got robbed at that house. <laughs> yes, we did. I mean, we speak about that house with such fond memories, but we did get fully broken into... Um, mm-hmm. completely by vi- like our privacy violated, um, and uh, for Trisha, thousands of dollars of instruments stolen. <laughs> yes, um, uh, Tom <laughs> was robbed twenty dollars while the robbers stole all of my instruments and dragged my underwear into the hallway. <laughs> I feel like I was close to getting my computer stolen, but something scared yes. them. Something scared yeah. them. They didn't want to take it, and but they took I'll all the instruments. Never forget that. 
I'll never forget that me and so me coming home after a long day of working mm-hmm. at Pizant's Home Hardware. And me coming and, home after a long day of working at Joey's Restaurant. <laughs> yes. And I remember I was sitting there for like an hour and I think I had a friend over too. We were just chilling in the living room mm-hmm. and you came out and you came into the house. I came home. You were like, yeah, you're like, why is my guitar strap on the floor? And I remember me answering you being like, I don't know. Why is your guitar strap on the floor? Like, <laughs> why would I know? Yeah. And then you oh, go ahead. No, I was like, and then I go into my room, see my underwear in the hallway, which I was like, that's weird. And so I picked it up, went into my room. All of my every single instrument is gone. I had uh, two acoustic guitars, a banjo, a bass and a mandolin. All of them were gone. And I came out to the living room and I said, oh, funny joke. Real funny joke. Where are my instruments? Because <laughs> I thought you and were I playing a I prank. And I think I got mad at you. You I was did. Like, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I didn't touch your shit. And then you're like, they're all gone. And then we all went to your room, looked. And then we were like, because I didn't look. I just literally came in, plopped my ass down on the couch after I got home. So I was like, they're still in the house. Yeah, we, we we went to the kitchen and grabbed the biggest knife we could find and searched the house. We went down to the murder basement. We like looked everywhere. And I remember we didn't stay there that night. We called the police, defund the police, yeah. by the way, but we called them and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, defund them because they also never found out who stole these fucking. They never found so. out and they didn't really do anything for us. And I lost thousands of dollars. Uh, but we couldn't stay there that night. And then, so we stayed at our friend Kirsten. No, Ke- oh my God. Yep. What? Yeah, Kirsten. Yeah, I almost said, yep. that's not right. Uh, we stayed at our friend Kirsten's house um, that night. And then we came back the next day and I remember I didn't sleep a wink. And then I slept with a we knife. We slept in the living room. We slept in the living room the next day, but you were gone at work. And that day I had slept, fallen asleep on the gray couch with a knife beside my bed. And that was the first time I had sleep paralysis. I had sleep paralysis and I woke up yeah. to seeing a man's footsteps talking and walking beside me. And I was like, this is it. They're back. They've drugged me. They've, they've tied me up. <laughs> They're going to have their way with oh. me and be gone. <laughs> that was so scary. Like I've never felt so... Like, yeah, like these people just came into our house. We still don't know who it was. No. I have an idea. Me too. But that's also me just putting something out into the universe. It might not be true. Um, but yeah. But like, I think the was, lesson. Scary. Yes, it was very scary. And I think the lesson is if you have a Main Street pub house, maybe don't invite the whole town to your parties. Yeah. And like every weekend inviting people that we didn't really know that we worked with and they would come in and you and I would be like, here's thousands of dollars of instruments. And we also like sometimes would have like live bait instruments. Like I remember I was playing, we're lucky that I didn't have the bass because I was playing the bass a lot at that point. Like, cause that was just been more shit for them to steal. Yeah. It, it, it truly like the, Honestly, the lesson I learned from that was do not have house parties unless it's just a small gathering of friends. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. We didn't have another house party. We we just hung out at live bait. We did because I was like, I don't trust anyone. And I think that was also a lesson. Don't trust everybody. I was very trustworthy and I was a very good host. Very good host. 
100, we were both great. We're from the East Coast. It's like hosting is in our blood. It's in our blood. It's in our blood to be like, welcome. Here's a cracker and cheese plate. And here's also a two four of moose green. <laughs> and here is where I keep all of my instruments unlocked. I'm going to play them for us later tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, other than that horrible memory, great memories from that house. But that memory now to me is funny. That memory to me now is like, I felt violated, but I, but I also feel like, well, it happened and, and whatever, like who gives a shit? It's just instruments. I'm glad we weren't injured or anything. And I got new ones because I was renting and I was still on my parents' insurance. I think it's about time for another round. What do you think? One more round? Cheers. Cheers. Tap it. Tap the ghost out. Ooh, my gosh. Do you think, Tom, Mm -hmm. do you, do you think that you would ever go back to the East Coast? Could you ever see yourself maybe living there or... Or just more so visiting? Well, so with it being quarantine right now, honestly, I have a huge desire to just go and live in New Brunswick for yeah. July and August. Uh, but I don't want to live in my parents' house. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, there's that. I go back quite often. Like, I was super lucky last summer. Oh, like, literally brings a tear to my eye because it was, like, the most fun I ever had. Aww. I toured my show in New Brunswick and in Nova Scotia. And it was so great. Do I see myself living in New Brunswick? Probably not. I mean, I would love to like, I don't know what the future holds. Like, I don't know if like we're ever going to have a career again. Uh, (laughs) So like (laughs) that's a whole other thing. But I think if I were, cheers to that. I would, I could see myself living in Halifax. I had a really good time there. But going back to what we were saying before about like watching New Brunswick kind of grow up a little bit, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live there because it's small, mm-hmm. but I would feel comfortable living there now, if that makes sense. Like Absolutely. when I was touring, when I was touring slang, or I guess then it was just called gay bar tour. Um, when I was touring that show, mm-hmm. I was really nervous. And I remember talking to you about it being like, cause I don't know if people know, but when I do solo sketch, it's gay as hell it is Um, gay as hell and it's fabulous (laughs) um but i was nervous i was like and even still like in halifax i was performing literally in a gay bar and i was like should i change some of this content because i'm scared for my safety yeah and then the thing that was said to me over and over again from a bunch of comedians that like now sticks with me forever in everything that i do is Yes. If, if you, firstly, if you feel scared for your safety, absolutely change things. Of course. Your safety is number one. But if you can, if you can feel safe and still do it, do it because there might be one queer person that is in that audience who really needs to see me sing about fucking dads. <laughs> like there were like during slang or gay bar tour in St. John, New Brunswick, my little cousin who I hadn't seen in since they were like eight years old came to the show and um, they were sitting in the front row of Mm. slang holding like they're in high school now holding their partner's hand watching this show. And I was just like, (sighs) because I'm, Imagine it goes back to what we were saying before. Like I didn't see gay people when I lived there. Like 
going back and doing that show was so important and I felt so good to like do it for, for them. And then like, on top of that, then having like, cause the demographic there is all old people. Like I did my 5 PM matinee show to 40 people and they were all over the age of 60 and I'm singing <laughs> fuck your dad. And I'm like, all of their dads are dead. And they're literally just like, and they were living and they loved it. Yeah, it's like people need to be exposed to queer culture and black culture and POC culture, every type of thing. That's not just, you know, the box that we are like, this is the box that I need to be in. Like we need to give people the benefit of the doubt a yes. little bit, but yeah. also hold them accountable. If that of makes course. Sense. Absolutely. I think, I think holding people accountable is very important, but also as somebody who has also watched her, parents grow quite a lot over the last few years you mm -hmm. do have to give people a bit of the benefit of the doubt because also people can't understand something until they can empathize with it until they mm -hmm. are exposed to it in a way that either affects them or they see it so prominently in and around their community they they can't understand and as much as it's not our responsibility to fully do that work. It is our responsibility to provide the opportunity to show those things. And we are very gift. We are very lucky and we have a gift of being creators to be able to show that to people, especially in New mm -hmm. Brunswick. And I love, I love New Brunswick. And I think you traveling there and doing your slang show was incredibly brave and incredibly inspiring. And I am sure that you inspired a number of young queer folk or older queer folk who live in that community who have never seen themselves. And I think that those mm -hmm. things are so important to continue doing to, like you said, to show off uh, voices that are marginalized, whether it be in the queer community, the BIPOC community, the female community as well, like mm -hmm. female, sorry, female identifying community. I I think that it's wonderful and your show is so fun. I I saw I was so proud when I watched that show the first night um on your opening night of slang sitting there that and was watching such, It gives me honestly it gives me goosebumps because that show was so like slang slash gay bar tour slash um the new name of it that's all I'll say uh <laughs> LLC uh Ooh, I want to say the new name of it, but I'm not going to. Anyways, you can't. Uh, you mustn't. Keep everybody anticipate. Keep the anticipation yes. ripe. Keep the the anticipation <laughs> coming. There's news coming. I swear. Um, but <laughs> I'm having goosebumps thinking about it. Ah! Okay. Uh, but I don't even know what I was saying now because I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know either. It's so hot, and I've had a beer and a half, and I'm like, woo! Woo! Oh, I remember what we were saying. We we're talking about slang, and yeah, that night was just like so important to me, like as a performer, like realizing I can do these things and write these things and perform them. But it was also like really eye-opening for me to realize that like I can be unapologetically gay all the time. Yep. And live my life and live my truth. And like, it's not even like being, it's not like I was like making the choice to be gay on stage. I was just like, I'm just finally going to tell the story that I want to tell. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you did. And you did it in a way that was so wonderful to watch and was so uniquely you, uh, which I just loved. I, I was like, oh, finally, Tom is doing what I know you've always wanted to do. And also mm -hmm. you touring it to the East Coast 
I, like I said, I was very proud of you and it was a big step, but also it's incredible to go back to your hometown and be like, Hey world, look what I've done and look at what I'm doing and look at what you are missing or what you did miss all those years because yeah. we were so silent. Totally. And like, that was also like shout out to this, the St. John. Oh, don't bark. It's okay. Let him bark. <laughs> did you hear that? I heard it. A little Regis. If Regis is a pug for people who don't know Tom and who are maybe listening, but he's just the cutest with an under, 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 uh, teeth. Underbite. <laughs> Underbite. Yeah. Is. There he is. There's our boy. If you're watching the visual. Um, no, I was saying, oh shoot, what was I saying? <laughs> I don't remember. Because now Regis is here. Now Regis. Um, oh, yes. Like, so shout out to the St. John leg of that show, which was put on by the Fundy Fringe Festival. And uh, Sarah Rankin, who's an amazing producer for that festival. Um, I know Regis. Is, is, she re- is she related to the Rankin family? Oh my God. She would love to hear that uh, if she was. But it was like, <laughs> to go back be scared and then like to do the opening night performance where we just do like one like bit of my show and for that like I did the monologue from extravaganza mm-hmm. the closet one and um for that to be like the talk of the night and then for my show to like my show was the only show I think to sell out nights and then to like win best solo show and audience favorite like yeah like it was like so cathartic to see like me be so scared at the beginning of this process and then at the end like it being like a celebration of this thing and I was just like this is what it's supposed to be like yeah the show is like take away me and take away the queerness of it and just look at the show as a whole like I mean Kirsten Rasmussen directed it so it's like it's a good show and it mm-hmm. deserves to be celebrated mm-hmm. absolutely Anyways, of course it does talking, give myself a little bit of hype yes hype uh, yourself up baby <laughs> hype it uh that, it, it like i'll say it again it was an incredible show and i was so proud to sit there on opening night and watch you perform it and perform it with like a thousand and billion percent of you and be unequivocally authentic to who you are as a human being was just such a delight to watch. And I, I wish I could have been in New Brunswick in the seats in St. John at the Fundy, like drama fest or drama festival (laughs) at the Fundy. (laughs) (laughs) I was never cast in a drama fest play. Mia. Well, I, I did one, but I was in the back. Um, I was always the crew. (laughs) Yeah. That's where you, that's, that makes sense. At, that's not, where not I shine. All. Yeah, that's where you shine in a crew. Woof. <laughs> I did win an award for fastest load in and load out of my show. So, well, that makes sense. You're quick. You are quick with your load. I'm really good at getting loads. loads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I just have like one question about performing in New Brunswick. Like coming back in that time. Mm-hmm. Like a like what 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 year was that? Was that last year? Was that last summer? Yeah, that was last August. Mm-hmm. And then like so, s- slang is still pretty well a baby because the first time I did it was that February. So the show was only like mm-hmm. a year and a bit old. Right. So when yeah. you did it, when you went back, 
And you, like you said, you saw that like 40, like the 40 people were all above 60. <laughs> how were, how did they, and you said that they were excited. Like that made you feel, how did that make you feel? It made me feel great. And it also like made me realize that comedy is so accessible. Mm-hmm. And like comedy is the like way that we can, we can change the world with comedy. I know that sounds so stupid and cliche, but we literally can. Like when I come out on stage for my first sketch, which is gay bash <laughs> and I come out and I rip that shirt into a crop top and like 60 year old people are like, Whoa! I'm like, like if I can make them laugh while doing gay bash, that's why that's the first sketch. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. if I can make you laugh doing this, which is like, here's some point of view, but I'm going to do it in like such a silly, 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 silly way. If I can make you laugh there, I know I have you for the whole show. And like, that's how I felt. Like I was so nervous. And I also ran it the same way as I did in Toronto. Like I hired local drag performers to perform in the show. Yeah. So like, I was like, if I can get Justin too deep to go out on stage and they're going to do, oh my God. um, It was a, uh, Oh God, a medley from, uh, I never liked this movie, Zoolander. Okay, yeah. (laughs) If they can go out there and do that to open my show to like people screaming, then like, we're good. Like, I mean, not to say that I like throw drag performers out first to be like, let's get them out there and see if they like it. Um, (laughs) But like, if they can laugh laugh and enjoy drag, then we're, we're golden. I think we just need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully the world will just end up a little bit better. Um, Tom, I have a question mm-hmm. for you. Okay. I would love to do a little segment that I would like to start. That is a lightning question round. I haven't decided the name because it's the first pod and maybe it'll have a new name someday. And Tom is my guinea pig and he knows that. Uh, But I would love to do a lightning round. So basically I'm going to put three minutes on my phone on a timer and we're going to try to answer as many of these questions as I I have. Does that make sense? Oh my God, I want to get through, I want to get through all of them in three minutes. Okay. But I'm very long winded when I speak. So I'm going to try. There's not, there's not like a crazy amount of questions, but I was like, maybe they'll, uh, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll see. Okay. So we're going to start the lightning round in three, two, one. You ready? Here we go. What's your biggest party fail? Ooh. Okay. Uh, biggest party fail. Um, Oh, actually, it was quite recently. Uh, it was like six or seven, no, almost a year ago now, having a party here at my house with all my comedy friends. And there were two pregnant people here and we ran out of toilet paper. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. That was a bad night, but it was also a great night. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Was who was your favorite? <laughs> question number two. Who's your favorite golden girl? <gasps> oh, no. Um, uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, mm, uh, Sophia, so Estelle Getty. Okay, perfect. That's a great one. Okay, favorite song to dance to? Ooh, um, well, your favorite song to dance to is Tile Cruise Dynamite. Um, but mine that's a secret, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> mine would probably be, um, anything by Rihanna. Yes, uh, oh, Rihanna. So, specifically, uh, We Found Love. Oh, that's a good tune. Yeah. Okay. If you mm-hmm. could travel to one place in New Brunswick right now, where would it be? My camp in Wickham on Crafts Cove Road 
uh, 485 Crafts Cove Road, where my grandparents lived and my mom grew up, and it's my favorite place in the world. That's beautiful. Wickham is beautiful. There's, there are some beautiful mm-hmm. spots, and I'm Washington Lake. Washed Washington Lake is where we're from, and that's where my parents mm-hmm. live on too. It's great. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Okay, number five. What's the gayest thing you've ever said? Um. Uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, wipe it off before you put it in here. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. Okay, number six, favorite East Coast bar. Um, oh, okay. Well, I have really good fond memories um, at Duckies in oh, Sackville. Duckies. The first Duckies, yeah. the original, the original, the Ridge, because we can't. The mm-hmm. new Duckies, I've only been in once, and it's not the same. And shout out to Sassies. Shout out to Sassies. Yes, anything in Sackville, New Brunswick, honestly, is great. Uh, <laughs> if you were at happy hour right now, if we if we were at happy hour right now, what would you order? Vodka soda with a lemon. Ooh, girl, nice, nice refreshing drink. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your favorite Reba McIntyre song? <laughs> My jaw just hit the <laughs> ground because I can't. <laughs> Tom's jaw hit the ground because he loves Reba so much. Uh, why haven't I heard from you? Because the music video is iconic. That's amazing. What's your personal motto? Um, be yourself. <laughs> I love it. That's so sweet. Um, okay, it's true, finish, though. It is true. You got to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Finish this sentence. Saturday night, 2 a.m. I'm usually watching. My eyelids. <laughs> Not a TV show. Okay, cool. And last question. Or well, if it, if you want a TV show, um, either Judge Judy or uh, Rita, probably. Okay, I nice. watch those shows every but night I, to fall asleep. I love my eyelids. Okay, and final question, and we've we've gone past a bit of the three minute mark by ten. I seconds, like it though, but that's fun. Uh, and my final question is for you. It's you know the party's winding down. It's the end of the night. People are heading home thinking about the party and what a good time that they had when they leave. How do you want people to remember you? Um, I want people to remember me for being a gracious host um, and being the life of the party. I love that. I have to say, I am just so proud of everything that you've been doing and I love being friends with you. And it has been a pleasure having you as my first guest on this podcast. We talked so much about so many wonderful memories and a couple final questions. Are there any causes that you're supporting yeah. right now that you, you're like a hundred percent, like you have, you should look into this, read about it, support it. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone um, should check out the five one nine to support locally here in Toronto. Um, they're a great organization for uh, queer and trans people. And specifically they have really great programs for um, queer and trans youth, I think is really important. And then also EGAL as well here in Toronto, but I think they do nationwide work. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I think they do. Um, once again, supporting queer and trans youth. I think that's where I like to put my efforts towards. I mean, there are a thousand different places that need um, support right now. So, I mean, other than supporting those two things, just find something you love and support it. We're going to drop those two incredible causes in the description of the pod and the visual pod. So if you're looking to donate, you can uh, f- go to their website and donate there. Um, Tom, what uh, what is next for you? 
Ooh, okay. Next for me, um, hopefully I'm going to venture past Wellesley, um, <laughs> north of Wellesley and <laughs> west of Church Street. Um, but right now, yeah, I'm just focusing on, I'm, I'm writing right now a lot. Um, oh God. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for what's next for me because everything's on hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I mean, that's follow, fair. I would just say follow my socials cause I'm hopefully going to be dropping some news in the next like month and a half <laughs> well, here. That's what I was going to say. Where yeah. can we find you? Where can we find you? Where, where should people go to follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at is that Tom Hearn and then Twitter. I'm an OG. So you can follow me at Tom Hearn. I can't wait to be famous. And I have just Tom Hearn. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Got that in like 2007. (laughs) Take that. Uh, (laughs) That's smart. You were smart. You were thinking way ahead. No, thanks for having me on the first podcast. And I love you so much. You're an amazing performer and an amazing friend and just an all around great person. So I can't wait for everyone to have one more round with Trisha Black. <laughs> That's so sweet, Tom. Uh, I love you. Thank you again, Tom, for being here. Let's cheers it out. Cheers. Virtual cheers. cheers. I'm drunk. I know I'm like a bit buzzed, but I think it's because I am so hot. It is so hot right now. (laughs) Okay. I love you. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Tom Hearn, everybody. Oh, thank you so much, Tom, for being my first guest. What a delight. I cannot wait to go give that boy a sweet hug when I feel comfortable enough to travel to the east side of the city. As you, uh, I have my East Coast Lifestyle Maritime hat on. East Coast Lifestyle is a great brand on the East Coast. Again, this is not an ad unless they would like to sponsor the show and I would be all for it. But uh, I'm just proud of a lot of the stuff that comes out of the Maritimes, uh, like like East Coast Lifestyle, like Picaroon's beer. Uh, gosh, I want a Picaroon's beer right now. It is so hot. We're going into a heat wave and all I want is a cool, refreshing Picaroon's Again, not an ad. Don't forget to follow Tom Hearn at Is That Tom Hearn? Is <laughs> Don't forget to follow Tom Hearn at Is That Tom Hearn on Instagram and the OG Tom Hearn on Twitter. You can follow me at It's underscore Trisha Black on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also check out my website, it's trishablack.com for more information. And the pod now officially has an Instagram account. One more round podcast on Instagram, so give us a follow. If you like the pod, leave a leave a review, because that's how we get listeners. Uh, or word of mouth, so if you liked it, let your friends know. And if you didn't like it, tell your enemies. <laughs> also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with episodes of One More Round. We're also going to be putting in the description the links to the 519 and EGAL. Uh, both wonderful causes. If you don't have the means to donate, that's fine. Maybe just read up on what amazing things they're doing in the community right now. Or if they're looking for volunteers, maybe you can donate some of your time. Now, I also know that we talked a lot about New Brunswick uh, in this podcast. And while I do love my hometown and my home province, I cannot in good conscience not speak to the tragic events that transpired around the death of Chantel Moore. She deserves justice and was taken way too soon when all she needed was help. So to that I say, defund the police. And finally, take care of each other. Take care of each other, protect each other, stand up for each other. Don't just sit, stand up. 
This has been One More Round with me, Trisha Black. And no East Coast Kitchen Party is complete without a rousing musical number that says both we had a great time and also get the heck out of here. So I'm going to leave you with an East Coast traditional tune uh, to send you on your way into the week, the rest of the week and into the weekend. Next week on the pod, we have the wonderful Paloma Nunez, and we're going to be talking about, is it right for sports to be coming back right now? Or are we also a bit scared for our sweet, sweet boys uh, who are playing all the sports? And I know a lot about sports. I played softball for 16 years, so I understand it. So stay tuned for that next week, and we'll see you for one more round. Here we go. Sometimes we're bound for Liverpool. More times we're bound for Spain. Heave away, me jellies, heave away. And now we're bound for Old St. John, where all the girls are dancing. Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way. I wrote me love a letter, I was on the Jenny Lynn. Heave away, me jellies, heave away. I wrote me love a letter, and I signed it with a ring. Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way. We're bound for Liverpool, more times we're bound for Spain Heave away, me jellies, heave away But now we're bound for old St. John Where all the girls are dancing Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way So it's farewell, Nancy, darling Cause now I'm gonna leave you Heave away, me jellies, heave away You promised that you'd marry me But how you did deceive me Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way Sometimes we're bound for Liverpool, more times we're bound for Spain. Heave away, me jellies, heave away. But now we're bound for old St. John's where all the girls are dancing. Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way. Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way. Heave away, me jelly boys, we're all bound the way. We'll see you next week for one more round with me, Trisha Black. Woo!